When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Listener, I'm asking you to bear with me a little bit. It is very early in the morning, but the Pittsburgh Penguins win their third straight game 4-3 to three in overtime over the mighty Los Angeles Kings, a feat that they haven't done in Los Angeles since 2018. So a slight monkey off the back for the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday evening. As they battle past the LA Kings, the top story was the fact that it was deja vu, but the shoe was on the other foot for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Kings badly outplayed the Penguins for large stretches of this game, but the Penguins were able to capitalize when they got opportunities and got stellar goaltending from Magnus Helberg, making 33 saves on 36 shots. Typically this season, shoe was on the other foot. The Penguins had been outplaying their opponents, but not been able to find the back of the net. They were running into some hot goaltenders. So it was nice for the Pens to to kind of get back on the other side of things and also win their third straight game, getting back to even on the season at 6-6-0. Let's move over to the goal recap from this one. It was a busy game, and there were a lot of lead changes, so stick with me here. Pittsburgh Penguins opened the scoring in the first period with Sidney Crosby with a beautiful wraparound goal, his seventh goal of the season. Goes unassisted, but a couple of good plays on that one, including Jake Gensel taking up the net front, making sure that you know the goaltender for the LA Kings, Phoenix Copley, had to stay honest and had to stay on that post, so there wasn't a short side opportunity for Sidney Crosby. And then Crosby with a beautiful play just to wrap it around. And We'll get to Crosby a lot in this episode. I thought he had probably his best game of the season so far, but he put the Penguins up one to nothing on that one. A little bit later in the first period, Carl Grunstam scores a goal, tying it at one. It was a shorthanded tally for the LA Kings because, well... Redeem Zahorna and Jeff Carter combined for probably one of the worst plays you could ever make on the power play. I know we saw that earlier in the season when the Penguins had a 5-on-3, turned the puck over and lost with about 11 seconds left, but this was almost just as bad. Jeff Carter makes a, a pinch in the offensive zone, is not able to get back, and Redeem Zahorna with a, a line change that made you think that maybe his, his bell was a little bit still rung from that big hit that he took early in the first period. But nonetheless, Carl Grunstrom ties the game. Assists go to Anze Kopitar and Matt Waugh. 
Second period starts one to one. Adrian Kempe, excuse me, gets his sixth goal of the season assist go to Mikey Anderson and Quentin Byfield. Kempe typically has good performances against the Pittsburgh Penguins. There was a game last season in LA where he scored four goals against the Penguins. So in this one, obviously, other than knocking Evgeny Malkin down like it was a UFC fight, he does make an impact, getting his sixth goal of the season, giving the Kings their first lead of the game. A little bit later in the second period, Kings were pushing, Kings were pressuring, Kings were on the power play, and Lars Eller said, that's fine, I'll tie it up right here. He takes it into the zone, cuts towards the middle, and scores a beauty of a goal to tie things up at two. His second goal of the season, and the second goal of the night for the Penguins that goes unassisted, a shorthanded tally of their own for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Magnus Helberg was terrific in the second period to keep that at 2-2, two to two, and that's where they stood going into the third frame. 30 seconds into the third period, it was a beautiful goal. All around for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Marcus Pedersen, a great play in the defensive zone to chip the puck up, to get the puck up in his first pass. Eric Carlson with a beautiful second pass over to Sidney Crosby. And Crosby with the grade A pass across the zone right to Jake Gensel for the tapping goal. Penguins get the lead back early in the third period. Gensel's fifth goal of the season. Crosby picks up his seventh assist and Carlson gets his eighth on that one. A little bit later in the third, another tie game. A couple of opportunities that Magnus Helberg saved the first one. He saved the second one. He was not able to save the third one. This is from Kevin Fiala. His second goal of the season. That one goes unassisted. A lot of unassisted tallies in this game on either side of the of the ice here, but a tie game at 3-3 three to three, and it was a game where you knew that the, the winning goal could come at any moment. It wasn't like the Ducks game where hey, it's low event hockey. If it's going to come, it's going to be a surprise. And this one, it was not going to be a surprise. It was going to hit you right in the face because the chances were fast and furious, particularly on the side of the LA Kings. We go into overtime. Interesting decision by Mike Sullivan, to say the least, to start Nolachari at center in the first overtime of the season. It was Achari, Evgeny Malkin, and Eric Carlson out there on the ice. That was certainly a choice by Mike Sullivan, one that I'm sure we'll dive into as the year progresses. But it... Didn't cost him at the end of the day. Now, Achari lost the faceoff. And as Nick Horwat, my friend and obviously co-host of Tip of the Iceberg podcast, texted me, he was three for eight going into overtime. So this was a predetermined crime that Mike Sullivan definitely committed at Staples Center, a.k.a. Crypto.com Arena. But regardless, the Penguins fight through that. They get their game-winning goal not once, but twice by Brian Russ as he wins it, making it 4-3 to three for the Pittsburgh Penguins, scoring his seventh goal. He scored on a deflection and then a second opportunity, but he was himself offside the second time in two games that the Penguins had a goal waved off because of being offside, but he was able to come around 25 to 30 seconds later. I don't know the exact number at this point. Like I said, it is early in the morning. He scores his seventh on a wraparound, very cognizant, very similar to the opening goal of the game, except Rust got it on his forehand and Crosby scored in his backhand earlier in the game. His seventh goal of the season wins it for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Evgeny Malkin picks up his seventh assist, and Carlson gets his second assist of the night and his ninth on the season, and that is where things stood at the end of that one. Four to three Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime. Let's move over to the three stars of the game. Third star... I'm going to give it to Brian Rust. Some people might give him the first star because he scored two game-winning goals in this one. 
and he had a beautiful selly on the winner, of course. The 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 goal motion as he's going up to center ice, beautiful selly by by Brian Rust, and obviously he is off to an absolute tear of a season. There were a couple instances on the penalty kill where he looked really good, made a couple key blocks on that penalty kill as the kill went three for three in this one. It wasn't uh, dominant three for three for the penalty kill. The Kings had plenty of opportunities, and you thought that they were holding on by a thread at one point where the Penguins penalty kill, but they got the job done. And part of that was Magnus Helberg, who is my second star of the game in this one. He made his first start as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And make no mistake, he had his moments where you could tell that, hey, he is a backup. He's a third string goalie. There were a couple saves where he said, that's a little shaky there. But you know what? He made a handful of top tier saves as well, especially in the second period to keep the Pittsburgh Penguins up one goal at times tied at other times he was really good in this one at the end of the day he made 33 saves on 36 shots and he is one of the top reasons the Pittsburgh Penguins won this game he performed very well fortunately for the Penguins it seems like Tristan Jari will be back as soon as the swelling goes down in his eye and he can see in both eyes at that point Uh, but Magnus Helberg has proven that hey he can hold the fort down for a game or two and and he had a really solid performance in this one the first star of the game the captain, Sir Sidney, coming into this one, as Josh gets off on the television broadcast mentioned, Crosby was not a point per game against the LA Kings. 19 points in 20 games. Well, he's a point per game now as he picks up two on this one. One goal, one assist, open the scoring for the Penguins with a tremendous individual effort trying to beat Phoenix Copley and that beautiful wraparound backhander. And then obviously the gorgeous pass to set up Jake Gensel's third period goal to set the tone for the Penguins in the third period. And it's not just the points. This was probably the best performance that Sidney Crosby had all season long. I mean, the first line was the only one creating offensive chances throughout the majority of the game, specifically the second period. They were the only one that were getting chances on chances on chances, and you saw that pay off in the third period with Jake Gensel scoring a goal. I mean, Gensel could have easily gotten a star in this game as well. He might have he scored one, but he he could have scored a couple. He had a couple deflections. He was doing a lot more in the net front, which is something I really wanted to see from this Pittsburgh Penguins team. So, a solid effort all around from the first line, but specifically from Sidney Crosby. I asked after the last game, I said, "I want to see dominant Sidney Crosby, which I haven't seen all season." That was him last night at Crypto.com Arena. That was dominant Crosby. The work he was doing down low, the work he was doing in the defensive zone, that is exactly what you ask for when you want to see Sidney Crosby take over a game. He did just that, and the Pittsburgh Penguins benefited from it. Final thoughts on this one might be a little off topic, but I saw something in the Kings last night that I desperately want to see from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Andreas Anglin stepped up in the first period on Redeem Zahorna and laid an absolutely massive hit. Redeem Zahorna is not a small human being, and while Zahorna is not a bruiser, he's not a big physical presence. It takes a lot to get that man to look that small. And he was absolutely leveled by Andreas Anglin. And the Penguins, they haven't had that type of player in a long time. And I'm not saying that every team needs someone like that. That's how we quickly go down the road to the Ryan Reeves trade. And the Penguins don't need a repeat of that. But you saw what it did for the Kings, right? It turned the tide in that first period because the Kings came out flying, as they do, because they're a solid team with young legs, and they can do that. The Penguins were able to stem the tide of that early rush and turn the tide back in their favor, getting a couple opportunities, majority being from the first line, 
and then the third line goes out there, a line that has been, mind you, pretty good for the Pittsburgh Penguins pretty consistently since Redeem Zahorna joined that line in St. Louis a couple of weeks back. He takes that hit. He was he was out of it the rest of the game. Not that he was injured, but you could tell he was a little more tentative because he knew, hey, if I don't keep my head up and I don't watch what positions I'm putting myself in, somebody's going to run me in this game. It's just the type of play that the LA Kings play. I mean, it's evident from Dustin Brown, their captain, who from the past, obviously not their captain anymore. He retired, but it's the type of tone that he would set in a game on a night that was all about him. So yes, would it be nice to see that? Yes. Do they have anybody that was on the ice yesterday that would set the tone that way? No. There's somebody though that's on the injured reserve right now that I think could bring that to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's why I'm very excited to see him get a little bit more ice time. And that's John Ludwig. He might be able to play that style. He certainly showed the willingness to do that in his first game. Unfortunately, it led to the injury that is the reason that he's on the shelf right now. But, I mean, the thought process, the situation, that's all positive. And we said when that happened, man, he made the right play. He made the right read. It's just unfortunate the way things bounce because it's a game of inches and his head was just a little bit too far over his shoulders. So if he pulls his head back a little bit and makes that same hit, Man, he might still be playing in this in this lineup, and we might not be talking about P.O. Joseph and Chad Ruedel bouncing back and forth. But I'll be interested to see what he looks like when he returns and if he continues to play that style because that would be a nice addition for the Penguins because that one hit neutralized the Penguins' third line, at least redeems Zahorna through the majority of that game. The third line didn't get a lot of scoring chances. They gave up a lot of scoring chances. With that said, I thought Drew O'Connor looked pretty good. I thought Lars Eller, particularly on that goal, looked really good. But you could tell it took Redeem Zahorna out of the game, and that's a big piece for the Penguins' bottom six that just wasn't in it from start to finish after getting hit by Andreas Englund. But up next for the Pittsburgh Penguins, they return home to face the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday night. Six of the next ten games are against teams that made the playoffs last season, so it does not get easier from here for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Those games include... Games against the Vegas Golden Knights, the New York Rangers, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the New Jersey Devils. Penguins had a 3-8-3 record against those teams last season. So we'll see how different this team can be this year when they go up against those teams that they found very little success against last season. That's going to do it for this one, as it is very early, and I am very tired. But thank you for tuning in. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. 